21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Prior to the pandemic, I was best known as a networking expert. I had spent over a decade really um, working towards that and wrote a book about the topic of networking at conferences that came out in 2017. Launched a group coaching program around networking and did a TEDx in 2019 on the topic. So, you know, I was pretty well established, you know, being written up in various publications, recognized as a networking expert. And then March 2020 happens. And none of the things I was known for were the things people needed. No one needed to know about eye contact, business cards, shaking hands, body language. And I I came very quickly to accept what was happening. I had been listening to Rachel Maddow. I knew about this virus and, you know, I was sort of feeling stuck for a couple of days. Fortunately, I have great peer support and they kicked me in the butt and said, you know, you don't think of networking as something that only happens at events, go and create something valuable. And so that became my mantra, how to show up and add value. So on Thursday, March 12th, 2020, I shared the nine ways to network in a pandemic. And that was uh, very well received, you know, it was sort of an immediate response. And I decided that night that I should probably do one of those. <laughs> and so that's how I ended up hosting my first virtual happy hour on March 13, 2020, which was the day everything kind of shut down. And that free event I've been hosting every week at five o'clock Eastern since that time, now over 18 months. And while I don't charge for that event, it did lead to multiple new revenue streams. So my business went from shuttered to six figures in eight months in 2020, became a thriving new business for me. And I was able to do this because I'm a business growth strategist. And so along the side of being a networking expert, I had been coaching entrepreneurs on product market fit and lead generation. So I really just treated myself like a client in 2020 and followed the best practices that I would have said to one of my own clients. And so now I have a new book coming out called Small List, Big Results, Launch a Successful Offer No Matter the Size of Your Email List. And the email list is what people think their problem is when they are trying to find clients and they're having trouble finding clients. They think their problem is they have a small email list, but their real problem is that they built this product, this offer, this service, in a vacuum without input from likely prospects. And the entire time in 2020, I was iterating, testing, piloting, doing research. I was really you know, very heavily invested in hearing from my network about what they needed. And I think that's why I was so successful. And that's the book is really showing people how to build an audience before they create the offer. Because I believe that you've already met 80% of the people you need to know to be successful. You mean in the real life or online or it does not matter? 
just people in your network, whether you worked with them, whether you know them through a LinkedIn connection, that relationships are the solution to any business or life challenge. And you know, you can throw money at a problem and make it worse. But if you're trying to figure something out, finding a network, someone in your network to either help you directly or make a referral will always be helpful. And how do you start with the process? Well, the book actually has an exercise in it uh, called Wake Up Your Network. And this process is going through, uh, it could be your LinkedIn contacts, your email address book, your phone list, but going through a list of people that you know and identifying people who would recognize your name and you'd be happy to hear from out of the blue. And once you have that list, then you go through and you prioritize based on uh, how strong of a connection, how much influence this person have in the world, and how interested would they be in whatever your current topic du jour is. So if, you know, if you've got a new offer, a new idea, you know, would they be interested in it? And from that, you will be able to identify likely prospects, likely referral partners, coffee chats, and people that you're going to snooze and not maybe reach out to right now, but six months, a year and a half from now, you might want to reach out to them about some other thing you're doing. So don't lose contact with them entirely. And from there, it's about doing research calls with your likely prospects, um, getting to know your likely referral partners and fellow experts and understanding the marketplace better from them. And really listening, honestly, um, not pitching. Don't show up with your fully formed idea that you're really, you know, digging into instead being open to hearing like, what are people's challenges? And, and part of the issue here is that your likely prospects are not experts. You're an expert. So you see the solution, like, you know, you see a big picture solution. They're not ready for that big picture solution. So from their perspective, they've got a problem, but you know, it's really just a symptom. It's not, it's not the big P problem. It's just a symptom. And until they're aware of the bigger problem, they're not open to your bigger solution. And so part of what we have to do as entrepreneurs is help people see the bigger problem. And what's difficult about that is that it means that we're going to leave people feeling a bit unsettled. And I think we want to be of value, we want to be of service, we want to be helpful. And so we tend to give a lot of free advice. And I know that I've been guilty of this, an hour of free advice with someone on a call. I feel good about it at the end. They feel good about it at the end. But in reality, the person I was talking to does not take action. They've got a notepad full of scribbled notes. Weeks later, they can't read their notes. They're embarrassed they haven't taken action. They don't want to come back and talk to me. They already feel I've been so generous. So they are avoiding me and ultimately hiring somebody else to help them take action. So I think that free advice for an hour doesn't work. But instead, we want to help people in this conversation kind of understand the bigger picture and give them a couple of ideas of what to move forward with, but not, you know, you know, not overwhelm them. And then really encourage them to reach back out to you as they're developing. Um, their own strategies. Meanwhile, you go away and you take all the, all the problem statements that you've collected and you come up with your idea of what you could create. And what's really important in this step is to understand what is the outcome of working with you, right? What is the promise that you can, you can make to a person who would work with you? Now, it's going to be a pilot, so it's not going to be your big promise, but it's something that they could achieve 
or feel or know or do differently because they've worked with you for a few sessions. And you outline those sessions, you go back and you talk to a handful of the people you'd already interviewed. And that's how you identify your initial pilot members. And, you know, none of this is rocket science, Martin. <laughs> um, in some ways, this reminds me a lot of Mike Michalowicz's Profit First um, book, because he almost didn't write the book because to him, it was just such common sense. Um, he thought it was a silly thing to write about, but then he realized that no one else was doing it. And it feels like that. Like a lot of us really struggle with how to manage our business finances. And I, I love that book. And I love how he kind of, I mean, it is so obvious that we should do the method of, you know, income minus uh, profit equals expenses just makes so much sense. And likewise, why would we build a product in a vacuum and then go looking for an audience? Wouldn't it be making so much more sense to build the audience first, get that, get the runway going. So when we're ready to launch, there's all these people there to help us. I mean, my book, I've done the same thing for my book. I have a huge launch team and there are people emailing me to say, I didn't see the email with the advanced copy. When is it coming out? Did I miss it? Did I miss it? I mean, the fact that people are so tuned in and so engaged isn't because I emailed them once. It's because we've been engaging around this now for more than a month. So it's, it's totally possible. It's just, I think, a thing that we just haven't thought about doing. How to get that engagement? What aspects of your character or of you as a person are important, like authenticity, expertise, something else? Openness, curiosity, humbleness. Um, I'll give you an example. My first book title when I was drafting for this new book was Small List, Big Ambition, Leverage Your Network to Grow Your Business. It's a fine title. It kind of describes what I'm talking about. I took that title and I shared it with my network and I specifically said, my ideal reader is an entrepreneur, a woman in her 50s and beyond. And the feedback I got was that women over 45 do not like the word ambition. Women under 45 loved it. And I was like, oh, well, if my ideal reader is a woman over 50, I, I shouldn't use the word ambition. So then I was like, well, how about goals? And then a few of them said, I have enough goals. I don't need more goals. I need results. And I was like, oh, results. Yeah. Small list, big results. That makes so much more sense. And then I started thinking about how leverage your network to grow your business is the solution, but that's not the solution people are looking for, right? People don't know that's what they have to do. What's the problem they have? Oh, the problem they have is that they think they have an, a, a small email list, right? They think the problem, their symptom, their problem is that they have a small email list. So the subtitle became uh, launch a successful offer, no matter the size of your email list, because that's what they want to do. That's the problem they have. So you have to really sell people what they want and then give them what they need. So the book is not about how to build a bigger email list. <laughs> It's about how you already have this network that's an untapped resource. We all have this. So I just think, you know, how do you create a better product is by talking to the audience. And all along the way, these are people who now are waiting for the book to come out or helping me launch the book or introducing me to podcast hosts. I mean, it's just been like an incredible journey. And as a content creator, how great to know there are people waiting for the thing I'm creating. Because usually, you know, we're just doing something or we're tinkering in our basement and, and then we're like, it's done. And then we show up in the marketplace and the marketplace says, who are you? What's this? We don't need this. 
And it's just, it's very demoralizing. And we, and we end up throwing bad money after bad money. We end up throwing Facebook ads and SEO towards, towards this problem. And the problem is that we may not be using the right language. It might be as simple as switching from ambition to results or from fatigue to exhausted, right? It's like these little fine tuning. And the only way to find that out is to talk to the people. And also Martin, if you can't, if you can't schedule 12 to 20 calls in six weeks with likely prospects, then you don't have an audience yet. Like you need to figure out how to sell to the people you already have in your circles. And it might be that you have to shift from like, if I was trying to sell to, to pilots, I don't know people in aviation. <laughs> that would be kind of hard, but I could think, well, how, who, what's another demographic that would benefit from this? Like, I would have to think about that and then go back to my network and look. So I just think that setting ourselves up for success would be to identify likely prospects and likely referral partners from within our existing network who already know, like, and trust us. so much things uh, and regarding what you just said what could be the input for for that first step wake up your network is it an idea a feeling is there a process before you get started with wake up your network uh, exercise which by the way you can download at robbysamuels.com forward slash wake up so this is a section of my book that i've sort of pulled out into a workbook if you buy the book itself you'll get access to a whole bunch of uh, additional resources I've created, including how to analyze your problem language, which is the next step of this. But before you even get to the wake up your network, you do have to have a, a general idea of what you want to create. And I wanna say general in the sense of, don't be too precious about this. If, you're, if you say, Robbie, I wanna create an evergreen online course that I never have to touch again. I'm like, ah. You might get there, but likely that's not going to be the outcome right away. So let's just figure out what you can create uh, with you know low effort, high results, because maybe that's what you're really talking about. You don't want to pour a ton of time, money, and effort into this. So like, like let's take that energy. The thing is the how, the online course or group coaching program or your seven steps or you know whatever your whatever IP is, whatever your process is your likely prospects don't care. Not yet. They don't care about how. They want to know, can you help them achieve the outcome that they desire? That's the question. If you can help them achieve the outcome they desire, then they will see value in that. And if you told them the, the way to achieve that outcome was a jump on a pogo stick five times, they would say, where's the pogo stick? They wouldn't question it, right? They believe in you and they believe that you can help them achieve the outcome. So the how is irrelevant, but as entrepreneurs, we tend to run around trying to convince people to jump on our pogo sticks, right? And, and no one wants to do that because they can't see how that's gonna help them. So we get very hung up on our how and we, we pitch our how. So instead of that, you want to come into these conversations curious, open, humble, right? Ready to learn. And so rather than saying, 
all right, I've got this offer. I've got this course. It's going to be eight weeks and it's going to be two hours a session. And here's all the content. And here's the, here's the title. And that's, if you do that, you're, you're confining the conversation to just that one idea. And there may be an adjacent idea that is actually the thing they really need help with. The urgency is much greater for that other idea, but you're never going to hear about it if you narrow the conversation to this one concept. So instead, what I like to do is reach out and say, hey, I'm, I'm starting to work on something, but before I get too far into it, I'd love to talk to people who are experiencing this. And I think you could really give me some great insight. Would you be willing to get on a call for, you know, a Zoom call for 30 minutes? And if they say yes, then ask them to come to the call with three questions or three problems or three scenarios they want to discuss within the context of your predefined area, right? Your, your, the thing you're trying to solve for. And when they come to the call, rather than giving them the answers to those three things, which are probably symptoms, right? Not big picture. You want to kind of poke at that a little bit and ask them things like, why these questions? You know, what's, how, are these the most urgent questions? What have you tried? How is this impacting you, your business, your team, uh, your clients? Uh, your family life. What have you tried, and 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 how is it gone? What do you think would work? What do you think's getting in your way? What do you think is the stumbling block? What resources or knowledge do you need to overcome this? So, what you're doing by asking those questions in you know, 15 minutes or so, is helping them start to see the bigger picture. You may even ask, what else is coming up now that you didn't think to bring up already? Is there some other problem that you're now realizing you should talk about? And then say, you know, may I ask, you know, may I give you my insight as to what I think the problems are, what the bottleneck is? And they say yes. And you say, okay, here's, here's another point of view. Here's another way of looking at this. Have you thought about it like this? So you're just doing your job to continue to help them see the bigger picture. And then I would give them a couple of takeaways. Here's two things that people I've worked with have done that have helped them move forward and make progress around this. Now, listen, I've only been talking to you for all of 15 minutes about your topic, your, your business. So, you know, when I work with clients, I do a, a deeper dive, a division and values call, do a strategy call. You know, we didn't do that, but here are two things that are really fundamental that I think will help you. There's a good chance though, that you're going to run into some stumbling blocks in the next few weeks, reach out to me if that happens. And meanwhile, I'm going to go talk to other people about this. I'm gathering great ideas. Thank you so much for yours. I'll circle back to you when I have some ideas about what's, what I'll be doing next. And now you've set it up so that you're a resource. You've given them not like a notepad full of ideas and tactics, but two specific things to do in the next few weeks with an open invitation to reach back to, back to you if they run into any trouble. And meanwhile, you'll circle back to them once you've identified what is the promise you're going to create? What is the outcome of your pilot? What is the general outline of your pilot? If they are a good fit, you circle back to them, you run it past them based on their interest. You then invite them to be in your pilot and you're off and running. And the pilot is paid, by the way. The pilot is not a free pilot. You've got to charge something. Um, it won't be the full price of what you'll eventually be charging, but you want to make sure that people see the value in your offer. And uh, free advice is not always acted on. So um, we want to make sure that they are really bought into it. Beside your new book, 
podcast, website, resources. If I want support, help, can I participate? Uh... Well, so I host these things called pop-up masterminds. When I was creating the book, um, which I actually started writing in 2018, and I, I ran several masterclasses. And actually, all the free masterclasses are available on my website uh, at robbysamuels.com forward slash masterclass. And those masterclasses include, you know, should I write a book, book launch strategies, should I host a podcast? But I did several around my book, um, around the content of the book back when in 2018, as I was conceiving it, one in particular is around how to discover your ideal client. I think that one is particularly helpful. Um, but then uh, the pop-up masterminds was a way for me to continue to test the material, continue to talk to my ideal reader. And so I've had now six of seven, I've got seventh one today. So I'm hosting these seven pop-ups. I'm going to keep doing this because it's been incredible um, for lead generation, for creating a relationship with you know likely prospects. And essentially they they get the wake up your network uh, workbook and they do it. <laughs> now they pay $100, so it's not a lot of money, but it's $100 US. And that sort of makes them schedule time on their calendar to do the work. And then they come to a two-hour, one-time two-hour session to talk through, what do you do with this list? You know, what are the next steps? How do you have these conversations? And that was great for me to understand, like, what are people struggling with? What other content could I put into the book? Um, and what do people need coaching with? So all this is me leading towards making an offer for a year-long program in 2022. The year-long program is 10 months of masterminding with at least two one-on-one -on -one calls, additional one-on-one -on -one calls uh, if you sign up early. But um, I really want to do the one-on-one -on -one call in the beginning to make sure they're very clear on what they're going to focus on. And then 10 months of masterminds is to help them implement. So the people who will see the value in investing in that program will already have gone through a lot of the steps. And so the whole fall, my plan is to move people from symptom aware, right? Little P problem aware to big P problem aware to solution aware to realizing I'm the person that could guide them through that solution to realizing that they have to take action now because the cost of inaction is too great. And if someone reaches that point, by the time I'm making my pitch for my year long program in mid-November, it won't be difficult for them to make the decision to work with me because they'll see the potential for revenue in their business is very, very great, but they don't wanna make any mistakes. They don't wanna uh, put this off. Um, they don't wanna you know, find, find out that they can't get it done on their own. So that, that kind of process is what we all need to be doing is laying out a pathway for them to come to the realization that this is what they need and you're the person they should be working with. So I mentioned earlier that I host a weekly No More Bad Zoom virtual happy hour, and that is every Friday at five o'clock Eastern. And you can learn about it at nomorebadzoom.com. And I did launch a uh, certification program called the 5% Advantage Program. It's a four week training to help people uh, become more confident and confident when using uh, Zoom and virtual event design online facilitation. And you can learn more about that at my website and you can get actually at my book, my website, everything. Uh, my podcast on the schmooze. All at RobbieSamuels.com. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur, but that is the home 
for all the activities that I'm involved in. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 